0: listening to the Lange J Radio Network, Paragon, Paragon. Seven. Seven. 7 Studios. later, I get loose folks. And I don't usually do this on the show, but I want to talk about someone who is extremely important and near and dear to me, and just bear with me. When I had Lyme disease, well, I still have Lyme disease, but when I was at my lowest point, really one of the lowest points in my entire life. I really couldn't get out of bed. I could barely toilet myself and shower. I had to I had to use a walker to shower. And I'm only 30 years old. I'm only 29, 30 years old when, when this happened. And I'm going through the the symptoms and issues that someone that has Lyme disease has and, and the arthritis and the neuropathy and the pain and the nausea and the vomiting and the blisters. I had lesions on my body I man I was really really messed up I didn't want anyone to come see me I hadn't truly been diagnosed at this stage so we didn't know what was going on my mother was hysterical my family was worried about my well-being was I going to get better was I going to survive and on Friday nights I would get a call pretty much every Friday night from my former chaplain at the school the 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 college at the time it was Oakwood College. And the former chaplain he had retired. He would call me every Friday night. And his name was T Marshall Kelly. The the preachers they they go by the initials. So my grandfather, he was CE Bradford. They called my dad, J.L. Lewis, when when he was pastoring before he he retired. And Elder Kelly, he would call me every Friday night, and he would pray with me for five to ten minutes. And he would just call. I was just on his prayer list. He was calling to encourage me. He had heard about my plight. Friend of the family, Elder Kelly, was really good friends with my grandparents. And he had heard that I was sick. It's tough for me to get through this. He would call from Huntsville, Alabama, where where Oakwood College, now Oakwood University, is located. And he would call me and he would give me words of encouragement. And I don't care what your religious beliefs are. We saw with Damar Hamlin, I saw a hundred people praying on that field. Protestant, Catholic, Jewish, Muslim, Seventh-day Adventists like me, when 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 it's going down and someone's life is in danger, we, we tend to, to fall back on all of that stuff. We're just praying to a higher power. We're hoping that that higher power will have mercy on our worthless, sinful souls. And Elder Kelly used to, to pray with me, and he would encourage me. I was, I was at the lowest point in my life. I was like, Elder Kelly, I don't know if I'm going to live. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I can't keep anything down. I can barely stand up and take a shower. I can't go to my mailbox. I'm too sick to drive. I'm too sick to work. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose my I'm, – I'm falling behind on my bills. I'm defaulting on my student loan. The repo man's going to come get my car. I've worked so hard, Elder Kelly. I've worked so hard to be successful. I've done everything that I'm supposed to do right as a Christian. And why has God forsaken me and allowed this to happen? And Elder Kelly in in his deep baritone voice, he would he would always say, he'd say, son, I promise you that that the Lord has not turned his back on you. And you're going to be okay. So many people are praying for you that you don't know. And he called me every week. I'm at the lowest point in my life. He called me every Friday, like clockwork, around 30, 8 p.m. And he would fellowship with me and he'd pray. And it wouldn't be a long call. It wouldn't be circuitous. He didn't preach at me. He didn't judge me. He didn't try to convert me and say, well, hey, if you're a better Christian, a better person, if you give more to the church, none of that. He was just someone that prayed for me and let me know that he cared about my well-being. And eventually, I was like, if someone of, of this magnitude, because because Elder Kelly, he was my chaplain in college, like I stated, a great singer, someone that spread kindness and compassion and empathy. And we often get that mixed up with religion. I'm not even talking about religion. I don't care about that. I'm talking about this man poured into me and he did not have to do that I was not the most pleasant person to talk to during that stage I was I was embittered I was angry I was self-absorbed I was self-loathing but he was always that calming voice when when I was at at my worst and after him calling me for for several weeks and, and months I started to to feel encouraged and we finally got a diagnosis and was able to get to, to a doctor and, and start to get help and start to, to get back on the, the journey to wellness, which was, was a three-year journey. It was a long journey. But I remember in my delirium, I remember Elder Kelly, T. Marshall Kelly, calling me. Well, this pioneer, this, this man of God, this man of the people passed away last week. I believe he was 92 or 93. 93. And I had seen him when my grandfather passed away. He sang at my grandfather's funeral. And you could see the, the impact of age. He was, he was less mobile, having some trouble walking. You could see his health decline over the years. And, and he lived to be in his 90s and passed away. And on my timeline, I saw so many stories of people that I went to school with, people that I went to church with, people that I knew, people that I didn't know. Talking about how Elder Kelly did the exact same for them. Some people make you feel so special that, that, you, that you are the only two people in the world. And that's how Elder Kelly made me feel when he would call me on those Friday nights. And I had tears streaming down my eyes when I read the tributes to him. And, and so many people had been touched and impacted by this man who was selfless, Focused on building other people up spiritually, an advisor, a councilman, a, a consigliere. And that that really meant a lot to me to to see how, how many people were impacted by this man. And Elder Kelly's passing made me think of my grandfather and the relationship that I had with my grandfather and how important my grandfather was to me. And I remember watching a Trevor Noah comedy special. And he said, when you, when you die in your 90s, when you live to be in your 90s, you don't die as much as you, as you complete life. And I thought that that was a beautiful statement. We mourn the passing of, of our elders. We mourned the passing of, of people that did so much in the community, that impacted us, that influenced us, that touched us that advised us, that encouraged us. And we mourn those passings. But the truth of the matter is, it's often better to celebrate life than focus on the decay of the body, to focus on how someone passed away, to focus on the pain, the suffering. What did that person do while they were here on earth to complete life? And I look at Elder Kelly, and he personifies someone that completed life. That while he was here on this planet, he did everything that he was put here to do. And I look at my grandfather, and I say that while my grandfather was here on this planet, grandfather lived to be 96. He did everything and encouraged everyone. He was encouraging me up until he couldn't talk anymore giving me instructions on what to do after he passed away and and how to to step in and be the leader of the family and things like that. And I even think of my mother, who only lived to be 70, was taken away by COVID. But I think of my mother and what she poured into me even as she was on her deathbed. And I choose to celebrate the people that I love. I choose to be positive. I choose to, to be grateful and thankful and hopeful. Because none of us know when we're going to draw breath from this earth no more. We don't know the day or the hour. But what we could do while we're here is we could go out and we can help somebody. We can encourage somebody. We can galvanize communities. We can smile at somebody. We could send someone that $20 when, when they're teetering on the edge. We can give of ourselves to, to communities and, and young people and help others to be greater than ourselves and i was just in, inspired by by all of the commentary and and, and people that i know that the new elder kelly and just the great work that he did and and just a servant of the lord a life well lived and i'm not saying this to be to be hyperbolic i'm not just saying it for for clickbait or effects i've i've watched elder kelly for for 35 40 years He truly is the single best person that that I ever met in my entire life. And and I just want to say rest in peace in that great getting up morning. I'm looking forward to seeing you again, Elder Lance J. Show. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J. Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. For a demonstration request, go to www.episource.com. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. For those that's listening to this, Lance is a genius. He put a moving office in a G-fizzle, in a G-wagon. All my ballers, all my millionaires, all my trillionaires, all my entrepreneurs. Understand, this man went from here. To hear in a G fizzle and he put a moving digital studio right. inside of a G wagon. James Lewis. Who believes in themselves, That's independent. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It's electric made extraordinary. Ingenuity in motion. It listens, learns, adapts, and anticipates your every need with intelligence that feels anything but artificial. The EQS for Mercedes-Benz. It's the car electric has been waiting for. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G.